Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. The captain delivers late in Game 7. The thing that burns him is wanting to win a Stanley Cup. That's a win-win-win for the organization and a win-win-win for the people of Edmonton. Leon Dreisaitl, 50th of the year. This is exciting for the fans of Edmonton. They deserve it. Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer. The ideal place to start your daily vacation. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official station of your Edmonton Oilers. 630 Chad. I told this guy where I was from. He said, oh, Canada. Kind of laughs it off. Canada cross, patriotic in a honor with my hand on my Classified telling you what's up, Canada. For the first time since 1986, competing in a World Cup soccer game as we speak. Should I keep you updated? Well, uh, here's how this is going to work. It's on the TV in front of me, and if Canada scores, I'm going to holler. So I I don't know that I could forewarn you with some sort of spoiler alert, but I'll do my best to keep things muted. We're seven minutes in, and we are scoreless, Canada and Belgium. This, however, is Oilers now. It's brought to you by World of Spas. Aching after a long day, World of Spas offering hot tubs designed with your relief in mind. Rest, recover, and relax with World of Spas, Alberta's number one swim spa dealer. Visit worldofspas.com. It is Brendan Escott in today. Bob out east with the team. It is a game day. The Oilers and New York Islanders face off at UBS Arena. We will tee that up not only with Bob in a few minutes here. We'll check in from New York with the projected line combinations. No morning skate, so we'll uh, we'll base this off of what it looked like at yesterday's skate. And uh, we'll also hear from Kevin Kurz from the Athletic New York and get updated on the Islanders side of things. 12-8 and eight, the Islanders are thus far on the season and some slow, slow starts to games for this team as well. Kevin Kurz will tell you all about that after the 1 o'clock news. And then David Staples from the Cult of Hockey checking in at 1.35. You want to keep in touch? You can do so. The River Cree Resort Casino hotline is 780-496-0063. Ring it in the new year. Uh, at the River Cree with Trooper on December 30th and Big Sugar on December 31st. Tickets and more information at rivercreeresort.com. 780-496-0063 is the Ashley Fine Floors text line as well. Uh, Get the new floors you've always wanted. 143rd Street. Oh my goodness, Canada has a penalty. 
Oh my goodness, the Canadians are headed to the spot. 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, that's also the spot. Or head to ashleyfinefloors.com for more. Uh, Belgium just took the Canadian down in the box, and it looks like Le Rouge might have an opportunity to strike early here. Unbelievable. Okay, uh, yeah, this is going to be a medley of hockey and, and footy today. I apologize if you're not a footy fan. Uh, you're going to have to live with this for the next month. Top story today, though, brought to you by Legacy Heating and Cooling, whether it's heating or cooling you need. Get it with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy. Legacy Heating and Cooling. It's game two of this three-game Eastern road trip. The Oilers trying to make amends. Davies at the spot right now. Maybe I should just do live play-by-play -play right through this. I don't know if I could, Derek. I, I don't know if I could actually concentrate enough with Davies at the spot right now. The official, <laughs> the officials lining things up. We're not 10 minutes into the first game in 33 years. Let's just watch this live, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying here. The top story, believe it or not, is that we do have a hockey game tonight. 5.30 is the puck drop. 4 o'clock is our coverage here on 6.30. Chad Reed Wilkins sets it up with the face-off show. Davies standing over the ball. Steps up, hits it. It saved the rebound, and it's sent high and wide, and the game remains tied. Real Madrid keeper uh, Thibaut Courtois stymies Davies and I think Davies would have liked to have put that shot a little bit further into the corner so we hold scoreless in the soccer game <laughs> and in the hockey game uh, we got a few hours to wait to find out what that score line is but I can tell you this much for free the Oilers seven and one when scoring first in a game they haven't lost on the road yet when they score first in a game they're four and oh Again, the Islanders have had trouble scoring first in games. In fact, it was 11 of 16 that they did not score first in. They've actually uh, headed up to 20 games now. Again, I say that the Islanders' record is 12 and 8. So uh, a good test. And there'll be a motivated team coming off of an overtime loss to Toronto. You know, Edmonton is going to be plenty motivated coming off of that loss in New Jersey. I think it's going to be Jack Campbell in net, folks. I think that despite the broken nose, off of that errant puck that flew into the bench. All indicators pointing towards Campbell being the starter tonight if he's cleared by the doctors, and I'm led to believe he will be. But we'll find out in a couple of minutes here from Bob when he checks in from Long Island. Let's go right now into the audio vault for our friends at Direct Workwear, featuring Edmonton's largest selection, unbeatable prices, and customer service that makes you feel like family. I'm going to start with... Brian Lawton from yesterday's appearance because I think that you and I can agree that at 10 and 9 rate now uh, approaching the 20 game mark this is well below expectations for this Oilers team there's been some injuries sure but overall Brian Lawton giving an assessment on where he sees the Oilers breaking down so far looked a little bit disorganized at times early in the year defensively structurally that surprised me because I thought they looked so great last year some of the performances from some of the young guys which in the salary cap world you're really counting on to leap forward 
have actually gone the wrong direction from where they were at last year. And that's probably been the biggest surprise. Uh, I'm a huge Evan Bouchard fan. I have been in Edmonton when he was, you know, barely playing at all. I thought he made huge strides last year, and he hasn't come back to that level yet. So I think that's really hurt them. I don't think McLeod has played up to what I expected for him this year after the season he had. Uh, and then you can just kind of keep on going. Yamamoto, obviously, been injured. Um, but without a goal at this stage, even through 12, 13 games, that's a shocker to me. So uh, when you add it all up, it, it is perplexing. But at the same time, they haven't put themselves out of the playoffs. They have a team that's capable, as you pointed out, of beating anybody. But they haven't looked like that confident group we saw last year to me as a team on a nightly basis. Well, certainly not. And it's the record has indicated that. Loss, win, loss, win, loss. It's just, it's just finding that consistency, which has been a theme in the media scrums over the last week or even two. This team hasn't caught a break in terms of the injuries but they also haven't been getting production as we've been highlighting from more than just one suspect so uh, we'll talk with Mark Spector and David Staples about that but continuing in the audio vault uh, Brian Lawton talking about how an agency goes about handling a struggling young player like a, I know Yamamoto's not playing no goals on the year for him Poliarvi we're continuing to have the Poliarvi conversation a struggling young player Ryan McLeod's play as far as his offensive production has really slipped lately so Lawton explaining on yesterday's show how an agency would go about handling that I think the best thing you can do is really educate the kids where they're at that's what's kind of so shocking to me you know Evan Bouchard still in his entry-level system uh, he's playing for a contract and it's huge dollars at stake now for players sooner than ever before for a guy like him that had the season that he had last year there is a tremendous amount at stake um, you know can that wear on guys you know differently yes it does you have to know your player but the best advice Jeff could have given to him was you need to have the biggest summer of your life and go in there and rip it up and if you play well you're probably going to sign a five to eight year contract and then you can do away with a lot of players consider a burden which is always worrying about are you going to get paid to be in this sport you put that aside and now you can focus in my opinion to another level of just being the best player you could be on the ice and the best teammate you could be um, but I have seen it go sideways for a lot of guys it weighs on their mind they think about it more than you think it's not always the, the kids or the players with the personalities that you think they should handle it well you just never know I have no idea if that's going on with Evan but I would have thought that he'd been shot out of a cannon start this year Evan Bouchard specifically being referenced there in his play I think you might highlight as uh, some of the most that's regressed from last year he uh, offensively was was one of the top 
I think he was 11th, Bob says, in uh, in five-on-five five scoring by defenseman last year. Think about that versus where he's at right now, looking uh, very, at times, not lost in his own end, but the turnovers are just absolutely glaring. And then you think about a guy whose calling card is that heavy shot that he can't get through to save his life. So something there has, has sort of fallen in front of him right now and become a stumbling block in the offensive confidence. It's part of his development. We're creeping up on that 200-game mark. We'll see how things go the rest of the way. I think a lot more was expected out of a lot of the players, and we know that a rising tide floats all boats. Leon Dreisaitl looked now at as a leader in this room, as we know. He was asked yesterday about some of the players that he looked up to and, and now having uh, players looking up to him, like Dylan Holloway, for example. Yeah, a bunch of guys. I mean, Nuge was a guy that, uh, you know, I really looked up to, obviously. Yeah, it, it does take me back a little bit, you know. Um, feel old now. <laughs> when Holloway is pulling him aside, at practice and asking him questions and he's, he's gonna feel old that's that's another great sign though right of a young kid that wants to get better he he wants to become a really really good NHL player you know that's a great sign a guy that isn't shy to ask somebody for help isn't shy to ask how, how to get better so another another really good sign there you go. That's the direct workwear audio vault. We got one more clip here. I may as well slide it in. Just Drysidle talking about the team's recent struggles. Just trying to find our identity a little bit right now. Um, you know, obviously it's too much of an up and down in terms of wins and losses. You know, we win one and kind of heading in the in, in the right direction, and then um, yeah, we we don't play our best game. Not not a terrible game, but not our best. Um, and you're right back to kind of trying to find your identity again so um, yeah we just we, we just gotta you know string a couple together and, and, and find a way to to kind of just fi find find our game a little bit so they had the three losses in a row and then it's just been trading wins and losses ever since finding that consistency will be the name of the game they didn't hate all of the road game against New Jersey we'll find out whether it'll be the same lineup uh, for our friends at McGuire Financial when we come back here it's Brendan Escott in today for Bob we'll be joined by Stop when we return on Oilers Now. Hi, this is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet. Keeping it Canadian today as we watch Le Rouge in Belgium battle it out in Qatar, scoreless through 20 minutes so far. We have a, a trade that just came across the wire now. It involves a player who has been discussed earlier this week and back last week as well on this very show. The Minnesota Wild acquiring Ryan Reeves and his $1.34 million cap hit in exchange for what looks like a couple of draft picks. Uh, Bob, we'll bring you aboard for some instant reaction on Ryan Reeves heading to Minnesota. Can Minnesota get any tougher? I mean, do they need to do that? Yeah. Uh, you know, they've, they've got Felino, they've got Hartman, uh, they've got Dewar. Um, you know, they've got uh, Greenway's been injured since the second game of the season, so they got a lot of size there. Minnesota, Nashville, and Calgary are the three teams in the West that are really physical. And um, a little bit surprising, I think, that it was Minnesota, but they had the cap space to take him on, and it was inevitable that Reeves was going to end up in play here. I mean, he's been scratched for the last five games. The Rangers have got 
you know, guys like Gochi that have kind of come in and taken his spot. I know that Jonathan Willis uh, with the Athletic put some numbers out on uh, uh, Reeves yesterday. And he's basically given up uh, goals for and against at a two-to-one rate, uh, you know, or being outscored two-to-one when he's on the ice since he's been a Ranger. A lot of people don't think he's the same player. Even, even in terms of the response we had yesterday on Oilers Now, uh, the text line was pretty clear that not everybody was on board of Edmonton going down that path. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, that's interesting. The Leafs also, uh, I don't know if Connor Timmins is the answer, but of course he played for Kyle Dubas in the Sioux and Sheldon Keefe. So you know what that means. Uh, he's auto, you know, he's automatically on the radar screen. So a, a trade there where Toronto gets a, a defenseman that Arizona was once big on in a, in a small little deal. Uh, that, the irony of that piece, as you know, was that uh, that was the difference maker, ultimately, in what turned out to be a uh, the Edmonton Oilers not uh, not getting Darcy Kemper last year. Connor Timmins was the prospect. Can you come back, please? Thank you. Yep. Uh, <laughs> you know Sheldon Keefe. It's unbelievable, Brendan. I'm on for eight minutes. What's the yeah, chances I know. of that during, during eight minutes? But last year, when the Edmonton Oilers were trying to get Darcy Kemper, the Oilers offered a first-round pick in Dmitry Samarukov, and Arizona took a first-round pick in Connor Timmins, and now they've subsequently... Timmins got hurt. He's just started to get healthy, and they flipped him uh, to uh, Toronto. Alan Heppel was the head scout of Colorado that drafted Timmins in the second round. He stagnated a prospect. So those uh, two moves have happened here. And, uh, you know, the Oilers will go in tonight in Long Island against a team last year that really ran their show physically. They, they played Ross Johnson in last year's game. I don't think he's expected to play tonight. Um, you'll get a better idea when you talk to Kevin Kurz a little bit later on. But, uh, you know, the Oilers are going to have to elevate the level of their performance. I mean, they had, so, I, I thought five on five wise, they had some decent moments against New Jersey. Uh, but, you know, just you can't give away a goal, and they gave away two. They gave away the second and fourth goal in that game. And uh, the, the Islanders are under Lane Lambert. They're being offensively liberated a bit under him. It'll be a challenge tonight for Edmonton. And the Oilers got to get going. They got, you know, I don't know who's going to start in goal. I know we're going to get to the game day lineup report here momentarily. Uh, I do think the team will go 12-6. and six. And uh, we can discuss that here as well. Yeah, let's do that for our friends at uh, McGuire Financial. Don't let your financial future be a mystery. For a free financial consultation, visit mcguirefinancial.ca. So this will be based off the line rushes from yesterday, I assume. Yeah, Connor McDavid, who uh, has 13 points in 11 career games against uh, the New York Islanders. The Oilers are 7-2-1 and one in their last 10 uh, against New York. Uh, Connor McDavid up front expected, based on yesterday's practice, to... Uh, to play with Warren Fogle on the left side, Zach Hyman at right wing. The Oilers had R&H with Drysettle and Yesapul Yarby, who's got to get going. I know he, he was around the net for a couple goals, one on the power play against New Jersey. McLeod back with Yanmark and Costin. Those guys had a good third period together in Florida. And then Malone was with Holloway and Ryan. So looks like Shore's the odd man out. Um, I'd say Holloway's running out of runway here. Like it's, he's not going to continue just playing five or six minutes in a game. At some point here, he's going to end up having to go down if that's going to stay the way it is. Nurse with CC, Kulak, and Bouchard. Again, I expect Edmonton to go 12 and 6, and I think we'll see Nima Linen with Barry. And I don't know, I, I did have a brief conversation with Jay Woodcroft last night at 5 o'clock. Um, I don't know who's starting today. So we'll have to wait and see there. Uh, for the Islanders, and they got a real good team. Make no mistake about it. They got a real good team. Uh, they're six and three at home. 
and uh, 12th league in goals for, 11th goals against, but number four in save percentage. And Ilya Sorokin is is a major part of that. He's at 9.25 last year, 9.26 this season. I got uh, Pellick, who played with Connor McDavid and Neri, and Ryan Pollock, who played for Brandon. Romanov is with Mayfield. Mayfield's a pending UFA. I know some of our listeners have mentioned him as a potential target as a right shot. Um, and then Ajo with Dobson, and Dobson getting three years at $4 million. I uh, wonder if that is perhaps a barometer range for Evan Bouchard for Edmonton. Uh, Barzell with Lee and Wallstrom, that's their young line. Then they get really old, if you know what I mean. I mean, it's it's amazing. Uh, you got Barzell with Lee and Wallstrom. Then you got Nelson with Bailey and Beauvillier. Pajot with Parisi and Palmieri and Sezikis with Martin and Clutterbuck. Their entire bottom six are all over the age of 30. Nine of their 12 forwards, nine of their 12 forwards are over the age of 30. Uh, there's no other team in the NHL that has that right now. So this is an older team. And Brendan, they don't have a pick in the first round of the last three years of the NHL draft. Uh, they gave up a couple of those picks to get John Gabriel Pajot, who in fairness is a really good third line center. So uh, they're pretty good down the middle. Uh, they've got a diversified scoring attack, and uh, we'll see what happens. The Oilers lost here last year in overtime on a Dobson overtime winner in on, uh, I believe it was on New Year's Eve, and then ended up beating the Islanders 3-1 later in the season. Just one last question for you. I know before they departed, it didn't sound like Kyler Yamamoto was going to come with them. It sounded like, if anything, he might join them on the trip. Is he there? Has he joined? I What's... Uh, if, he's, if he's joined, I've not seen him. Okay. That's, I've not... Uh, you know, I have seen some of the players around. I've not seen him to this point. And, uh, you know, we're all concerned here because the the rule of second concussion. But at this point, I've not seen him. All right. Sounds good, Bob. Thanks, man. And we'll, hey, enjoy uh, we'll... that soccer game, too. Thanks yeah. for doing the show today. Yeah, of course. And just so everyone's aware, <laughs> the orders are busing at 3 o'clock New York time. That's 1 o'clock Edmonton time into Long Island. So uh, thanks, Brendan, for pinch hitting today. Have a good call tonight, Bob. See ya. Bye. All right. Bob Stoffer there live from, uh, they're in Manhattan right now, bussing up to Long Island. That's why he's leaving early. That's why I'm keeping you company during this soccer game, which remains scoreless here at 1228 in Edmonton. Eileen Bell has your headlines coming up next, and then we'll check in with our friend from Sportsnet, Mark Spector.